Welcome to the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I'm here to bring you a version of spirituality that will uplift you, inspire you, and make you feel good. Your belief system does not matter. Everyone is welcome. And along the way, I hope I will help you to build your own spiritual blueprint that will make you feel 100% good about yourself. This is what I have done for myself, thanks to my intuition. So come along for the ride and let's light up the world. You don't need to be religious or even to believe in God. This is an inclusive and diverse space. Let's do this. Hello, everyone. I'm back with another episode for the True Spirituality podcast. This is episode number 25. And today we are going to talk about something that um, I've had, I've struggled for a very long time on my spiritual path, which is let it be, letting go of control. Um, so first of all, I wanted to mention the song because I've always loved the Beatles. And their song, Let It Be, has um, rung in my ears for most of my childhood. And I didn't really realize what they were saying until my level of English was good enough. But basically, they say, when I find myself in trouble, Mother Mary comes to me speaking words of, of wisdom, let it be. And then last week, I was listening to an interview by Mel, um, of Mel Robbins um, by Stephen Barlett on his podcast, The Diary of a CEO. And she shared um, an aha moment that she had. And I do love her wisdom. I've read her book, The Five-Second Rule. I am an action taker, so it made complete sense for me uh, what she advocates, which is to act before your critical mind steps in and stops you from doing things. Uh, but she also shared the fact that she tends to control everything and she tends to want things to go her way. And she tends to think that her way is the best way. Um, and <laughs> I might have that sort of tendency, even though I'm fighting it because uh, my mother took it to such a level that she was dominating everyone. And and um, her way was the only way. But, yeah, I'm digressing a little bit. Anyway, I'm, sure, I'm going to share the uh, anecdote that got me thinking about doing this episode. And then I'll talk about a special announcement that I have because um, on Monday, literally in three days' time, when you start listening to, well, I don't know when you're going to start to listen to this episode, but the episode is going to be released on um, this episode that I'm recording. It's going to be released on the 1st of March. And on the 4th of March... Uh, I'm running my seven-day spiritual treasure hunt, and I would love for you to join us. So this is the special announcement. Then I will share a link for you to sign up uh, for, to receive the emails, but you can also join the group if you want, um, which is called, let me just check online, I think it's called How to Turn Your Life into One Giant Treasure Hunt. So it's going to be a lot of fun, um, and in a way, you can use these methods that I'm going to teach you to release control over your life or in a time of complete uncertainty when you have no clue what's going to happen. Um, this is going to help you get the guidance or the comfort that, you know, even though you can't see that things are going to be okay, um, they probably are going to be okay. Right. So that's the special announcement. So get back, getting back to Mel Robbins, 
her son was having his prom and he was trying to micromanage things by asking him what they had planned for food after the prom and they hadn't sorted anything other than wanting to go to a hamburger stand and she was triggered and getting really stressed out about it because she thought, what about if it rains? What if it ruined their clothes? And then she got into the whole you know, cycle of worrying about the fact that if they hadn't made any reservation in any of the restaurants in town, because everybody was having their proms that, proms that day, they wouldn't find a place to eat. Da -di -da -di -da -di -da. And so she was into that cycle of worry that a lot of us mums go through, for sure. And actually, this is making me smile because I have to say it's probably in the area of motherhood that I've had to let it be the most. Uh, and I might share a little bit what's happened to me as a mum and how everything went to pot <laughs> and I just had to let go of control because there was no other way. But anyway, her daughter, Mel Robin's daughter, steps in and just said, let it be. And it, apparently, since then, it has become uh, Mel Robin's motto, which I think is is lovely. But what I want to say is, for me, anyway, one of the biggest lessons I had to embrace on my spiritual path is to release the idea that I could control anything. So I promised I would share an example earlier of what happened to me. Well, when I trained um, in Reiki, literally my world fell apart. Uh, and I had to let go of control. Uh, but before that, it didn't come naturally to me because first, you probably know already that I was a lawyer. And when I studied law, um, so in France, at least um, at the time, it was relatively easy to get to university. That meant that as long as you passed your baccalaureate, you could sign up for anything that was in a university. Uh, so I signed up for law and the idea was that if I worked hard enough, then I would just pass my exam. It was that easy. So I wanted to succeed. And um, the formula was literally, if I do this, then this will happen and I will get this result, which I sum it up as A plus B equals C. Now, this is what we think happens. In reality, the universe gives you what you need, not what you want. So good luck with trying to control life as an equation. It doesn't work that way, right? Control is an illusion. But when you still function in the real world, or if you want to say the corporate world as well, um, people think that you actually have a lot of control, which is also why, sadly, people judge you if you don't perform or if you don't have the results that other people do without understanding that actually there's a lot more that goes into it than you think. So I thought I had control over my life. I studied hard. I got good results. I was the first of my year at uni. Um, then I had my first job in a very prestigious law firm in Paris. Then I had an amazing 15 career as an international business lawyer. And I will say lawyers hate uncertainty. Unless they're criminal lawyers or have to go to court, then they don't really have a choice because um, they can control as much as they can, but then the outcome is never really uh, in their hands. So letting go of control was very, very hard for me. And I suppose the first time I was faced with um, with this 
I suppose, gap between what I wanted and what I got is when I became a mum. So I married uh, my university sweetheart, not not childhood, we met at university. Uh, we were best friends for four years. And then one day we discovered that there was more to it. Uh, we got married and I got pregnant and we had our first child in 1995. And then it suddenly, from the time our child was born, my first husband's attitude completely changed. Well, it started changing actually when we started dating. He was the best of friends, but as a boyfriend, he was not as nice as he had been a friend. But I kept on hoping that things would get better. It's almost like a topic for another another episode altogether. So I became pregnant. He wanted us to have a child. We were married. We had good jobs. We lived in Paris. We had a lovely flat. Everything was going well. And then the moment our son was born, it's almost like my husband vanished. Um, he ghosted us. Uh, he was he was a complete workaholic. Um, and I was left, literally, I used to call myself a single married mum. So I was married. I had a husband, but he was never there. And I had no control over that. It's not something I had foreseen. Um, although, you know, 30 years later, I think if I had known the signs, I would have. Um, but I didn't. Um, and I was put in a situation that I had no control over. There was nothing I could do to change my husband for him to be present. I was stuck in that life that I hadn't asked for. And I did actually feel quite a lot of bitterness around it. But um, I had no control and I had to get on with it. I had to accept that. Uh, for fast forward um, 10 years, actually, uh, and I'd moved to the UK. I was a single mum with two children and I became pregnant. It was an unplanned pregnancy, right? Uh, I had trained in Reiki 1, and this is the thing that blows my mind the most, is that um, I actually believe that the Reiki energy that I received, and it's not to put you off training in Reiki, <clears throat> I believe Reiki or um, spiritual healing or whatever that energy can be, unconditional love, uh, pure love energy, no matter the label. I do want to acknowledge, uh, you know, the Reiki teachers and masters that have uh, trained and uh, the people before me and the people have, I have trained in Reiki through the Japanese tradition. I believe that energy has a way to flush out of your life everything that doesn't work. And so what the Reiki one did is that it flushed out my job. I lost my job, was pregnant uh, in 2005, and it took the whole thing to a new level, right? I had even less control. The one thing that I thought I would always have, a job, I lost. Not only did I lose it, I was pregnant. Uh, my boyfriend didn't want children. Um, there was no way I could ever find another job as a lawyer because I was a French lawyer, and so... I had found that job, I mean, in London it would have been possible, but I had moved to Bristol by then, which doesn't have an, a very international community. So the need for an international lawyer was not qualified as existed in this country, nilch, right? 
Not to mention I was pregnant. Who hires a pregnant person? Apparently people do, though. I've learned since. But at the time, I didn't think it was possible. So there was that. I was isolated because my whole family of origin, most of my friends were still in France. I had made one friend out that Actually, no. I made a friend whilst I was pregnant with that child, my first friend in the UK. But up to then, I had two friends in London, but I was very isolated because I wasn't in London anymore. And not only that, I lost my job, not just like, okay, we don't need you anymore. It was a process of constructive dismissal. And I don't know if you've ever heard of this concept, but basically they wanted me to leave without having to pay me a severance package because they considered I was too expensive. So they basically try to push me out the door without paying me anything. So I had to hire a solicitor who cost me thousands of pounds to fight for this. It was a time of uncertainty. I started worrying about losing my house. I had a huge mortgage on my house. It, it was just the most horrible period in my entire life, I think. Well, actually, I don't like doing saying things like that because I have had some other challenges since. But it was pretty bad. It felt like uh, either the big U had pulled every possible carpet from under my feet <laughs> or being pushed off a cliff and asked to fly, but not knowing that you actually have wings, okay? And since 2005, actually, I've been on a wild ride to let go of control. It doesn't mean that I don't plan or that I don't have goals, but I know now that I need to factor a massive amount of flexibility into anything that I do. And I also have learned to let go of what things are supposed to look like. So um, it's completely changed the way I function. And I actually believe, I would love to have your feedback on this though. Um, so feel free to reach out to me on social media. I'm uh, most active on LinkedIn and on Facebook. Um, True Spirituality with Orange is my page. You can always message me there. I won't share my email address on this podcast because I don't want to receive spam. But there's also a contact form on my website, www.theintuitiverevolution.co.uk. Um, so I, I'd like to know if you've experienced something like this, depending on what, 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 you know, what stage of your spiritual path you're on. If you're at the very start, maybe you, you're not aware that this is going to happen, that whole, um, you know, a hero's journey where you're faced with all these obstacles and, and your life as you know it is falling apart completely and you just have to step into faith. And I'm not very good at stepping into faith. I'm going to tell you that. My faith is not very strong either in myself or into something bigger. So perhaps I want to share this so that to tell you that first, you don't have to be religious to have faith. And second, the fact that faith you know, you can you can fake it a little bit. You can just um, take one step at a time, one one day at a time, and and hope for the best, right? It's not being a Pollyanna, though. You you still need to take action. You don't you know just sit on your bum and wait for things to happen. <clears throat> Letting go of control is not that. It's more that you set your intention, um, or you set some goals if you're more goal oriented. You do what you can, you put all your efforts into it, and then you let go of what it's going to look like um, as an outcome, as a result. Because I've seen this again and again. If you're 
if you've called spirituality into your life, life is not going to look the same as it looks for other people. Now, from the outside looking in, it will look wonderful for the most part because you'll have all that magic in your life. You know, the signs, maybe the guidance, uh, synchronicity, all that is absolutely wonderful. And this is also, if you've lost a bit of that, if you're a bit in, you feel like you're stuck in the, in the mud, um, my challenge will help you with that. Uh, but from the outside, it's almost like it seems everything is a lot easier, but it's only easier because you let go of control. Because if you tighten your grip on whatever it is that you're afraid of, if you let the fear seep in into you, and we all have fears, okay? I want you to understand that. If you deny the fact that you have fears, they're going to hit you two times, three times, five times harder. When I lost my job and I was pregnant, my biggest fear was to be homeless. And it, it gripped me for many years. I still have it. And, and we're nearly 20 years down the line. So um, because I don't have the certainty that I used to have by having a regular paycheck, by being employed, this has all been pulled away from me. Um, and I've had to allow my intuition to guide me. Sometimes I have no idea why I have an impulse to do something. Um and yet, I will tell you, when I was a lawyer, I was one of the least impulsive person you, you would have ever met. I need nothing by impulse. Everything was thought through. Everything was logical. Everything was planned. And I've had to change that as well. I think society doesn't promote us following our impulses. And yet, if they are the right impulse and not the self-destructing type, they are actually you know, messages from your intuition. And you can start to, um, you know, you can start to follow a, a road less traveled. I think I saw a post by someone on LinkedIn about that. And I thought, oh, that's quite nice that people talk about this on LinkedIn because that's not a platform where I would have expected people to, to speak about that. So if you want to start experiment with letting go of control and releasing, um, you could start, for example, when you drive somewhere um, just allow yourself to take a different route from usual, you know. Um, allow for that change of plan to happen. Um, and I'm going to talk in a minute about how do we balance the let it be with the getting things done, because that's really important. But I wanted to share uh, what happened to me one day when I allowed my intuition, whatever you want to call it, to change my plans and let it be. So I had set my, my intent to go shopping. Uh, I was still a law student. Uh, I think it's, the year was 1986. And at the last moment, I decided not to go shopping. Well, it turns out that this very, very tiny, minute decision that seemed completely innocuous at the time literally saved my life. And I share about this in my new memoir coming up. So it's not published yet, but if you're interested, um, I, I have an author list. I'm not sure if I shared it before, where you can receive the first chapter, three chapter. And this this episode is definitely what happened to me is definitely described in in the first chapter because that was such a turning point on my spiritual path. So sometimes listen to that whisper. Uh, that tells you, no, don't do this, even that, though it's something that you do habitually and you're, you've always done things this way. Um, these little 
tiny voices are important to listen to. But how do we balance um, that let it be attitude, that um, step into faith with the getting things done, right? Because we don't want to turn into couch potatoes. Or one other thing, we don't want to turn into the if it's meant to be, it will happen kind of thing, which is something, it's a trap that I've seen again and again with people who embrace spirituality, at least at the start, and it's quite rife in the spiritual circles, is that at the first little obstacle that happens on your path um, to manifesting or creating the life that you want, you're going to say, oh, well, it was not meant to be because you're having a hurdle. Um, being on a spiritual path doesn't mean you won't have hurdles. It means that you will be guided and supported through the hurdles and you will bounce back quicker. So it's important to still take action. Action is so different, so important. But what you want is to learn the difference between what you can control and what you can't. And I think for me, uh, the serenity prayer, which I never knew about because uh, let it um, I want to explain that I moved to the UK in 2001. Um, I'd never heard of the Serenity Prayer back in France, and I came across it probably, well, in 2005 or six, something like that, because I started going to a spiritual church to learn about spiritual healing, and then I trained in Reiki, and I probably shared the rest with you before. And if I haven't, I'm sure it'll come back. Anyway, the serenity prayer says, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. And I want to make a little um, digression here because uh, in um, something local that um, had me reflect a little bit. So I'm part of my local community on Facebook. Uh, of my village and the council is introducing new rules where you have to now or you will have very soon to book into the recycling center before you go there and apparently they're obliged to do that by law because the government decided whatever and I don't know the details there was a post in that community moaning about it and I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't cope with the negativity that was spewed on that on that comment. I mean, it started with the person who made the comment. It was quite negative. And I thought to myself, it was clear in the consultation from the council that they had an obligation to put this in place because the government, or there was a legislation of some sort. And I kept on thinking, God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. And I thought, if I cannot change that, what's the point in moaning or in complaining or in making a fuss about it? So that's the first part of the prayer. The second is the courage to change the things I can. Now, if there was a consultation to the way they would send, there's another one actually happening in, in, the, in the town next to where I live where they want to introduce um, uh, parking fees for people who come to the village and shop. And, of course, everybody's up in arms about it. And there is actually a consultation. So you can have your say. Um, and I don't know how much they're going to take into account, but you do. So... Perhaps by taking part in that consultation, you can change things. And then the wisdom to know the difference. And I think, um, because we can't, we have to pick our battles. Some things, we just have to let them be, right? And um, maybe if you have a lot of problems, that is actually helpful because it, it will allow you to let go of the things that are not as important. Um, so what I want to say from here, 
fear is that we can only control, the only thing that we can ever control is our attitude and our thoughts, okay? You can't control other people. You can't control the economy. You can't control the legislation that are put in place unless you're a lawyer and you appeal and it's against the Constitution or something like that. In that case, yes, do that. Um, you can't control the climate and you can't control outcomes. So you have to let a lot of things be. That doesn't mean that you become this um, passive person that never... Um, never does anything to change society. No, 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 that's not what I'm saying. But it's saying that let go of the things that you can't control. So from there, still set intentions. And I want to direct you to episode 17, where I talk about the difference between goals, intentions, and new year resolutions. Once you've set your intentions, take action. And don't worry about taking the wrong action, because the universe is like a sat-nav that is going to redirect you. It will show you when you've not gone in the right direction. And you can persist in that direction, but you'll know you're not in the right direction because everything becomes really, really difficult. And there's obstacle after obstacle after obstacle, which is a little bit different from the normal sort of level of obstacle that or challenge that you'll get if you do something that's out of your comfort zone. That's a different topic altogether. And then once you've set your intentions, once you've put some action into it, then for that part, once you've done that, you've just got to let it be, right? Maybe focus on something else until you see what's happening. And once you wait to see what is going to come out from all of that you've done, um, you, you know, you can look for signs, which is exactly why I'm so excited about that spiritual treasure hunt I mentioned at the start of the episode. Now, one of the things that has been, um, I want to give you an example of how I've had to let go completely of control in the work that I do with my clients, because I never know what will happen in a session with a client. And it's kind of difficult to promote my work in this way, because, you know, people who are more traditional business mentors or business coaches or into marketing they have their formula. They say this or that. Of course, they will adapt it to you. There's no cookie-cutter cookie approach to anything. But at least they have a sort of process. For me, I do have a framework, which is called the EPIC framework. And, I, and that's four pillars that are the pillars for your success. So I have this framework. I know there's the four pillars. I know how to identify which one of these four pillars you need to work on first so that um, you have a solid platform to support your success so that you don't constantly um, sabotage yourself. But and apart from that, anything can happen in my sessions. And even I sometimes are surprised by what happens in them. And I'm going to give you an example of Chantal, who was on the podcast last week as my guest, my beautiful and if you haven't listened to it until you, I really encourage you to go out and do it because she has so much wisdom to share uh, and such a beautiful energy. But she came to me about a year ago asking me to help her write her sales page. Um, and I do help some people write their sales page because I tune into the energy of their business and I know what their businesses want them to focus on at any point in time. By the way, actually, I even created an Oracle business deck that I'm going to use during the treasure hunt um, in a couple of days. So if you wanted to get a business, um, like a guidance, join the challenge because I'm going to be doing a live stream every single day, Monday to Sunday 
Now, obviously, on Sunday, it's Mother's Day, so I'm not exactly sure at what time I'll do, be doing my live stream. Uh, but every other day of the week, I'll do it once a day. Mostly, it's going to be 7 UK, uh, 7 p.m. UK time, so not very friendly for our friends in Australia, but I've decided to do a specific one Saturday morning so that all the people in Australia um, can can come. I think it's at 11 a.m. UK time, so you can check your time zone to see, and, and please put it in your diary so that you don't miss this opportunity, because I'll be using my three existing decks. So I, I made, I created, the first deck was called the Slim Soul deck, which is more about your lifestyle, uh, slimming, body image, confidence, that sort of thing. The second deck I created was a purely business deck. The third one, which I literally received this week, which I'm super excited about, is a sleep oracle deck. And I don't think there's anything like that on uh, on the market. I, I'm not selling it. I'm actually using them to do readings. I only have one copy of that one. And so if you have sleep issues, sleep is a very complex um, problem when you, you have a lack of sleep. Uh, I can pull a card to let you know, um, you know, what exactly is at the root of your sleep issue at that point. Uh, and I have a mystery deck that is going to arrive this week that I'm going to use as well. And I'm going to do the reveal during the treasure hunt. So if you're intrigued and if you want to take part, uh, click on the link in the show notes. It can be in the app itself when you're listening to this podcast. There's always a description for the podcast episode. The link to sign up for the treasure hunt will be in there. And the treasure hunt will be run in two ways because I know not everyone likes to be on Facebook or in Facebook groups. So <clears throat> if you sign up for it with the link that I'm going to give you, you'll receive emails and you can always do it that way and email me back when you receive your sign or if you have any questions. But if you like the group setting, and I have found that group energy can magnify the joy and the fun, um, I have created a bespoke group for that, which is called How to Turn Your Life into One Giant Treasure Hunt. So if you don't like receiving emails, you can still join. And we'll just have a lot of fun. Um, the group is already open because I'm opening it today, uh, the day this episode is released. Um, so that we can start, you know, having a little party. Maybe we'll have a little, um, I'll do some live videos over the weekend. Uh, I'll definitely do one on Sunday to kick off a bit the week. And um, I'm sure we'll have lots of fun. And if you think that anyone that you know needs a bit of magic in their life, needs to rekindle the joy, um, needs to reconnect maybe with their intuition or with spirituality or something bigger, um, <clears throat> then by all means, invite them, share this episode with them so that they know what's happening, um, because the more the merrier. Thank you so much for listening today. I will see you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the episode of the True Spirituality with Ange podcast. I want you, before you go, if I could ask you to be kind enough to rate the podcast and write a review so that more people get to know about the podcast. Please also, if possible, share the episodes with people you think might be interested in listening to them, especially if you've liked them a lot. And um, understand that I'm also available to come and do um, expert talks um, to your communities, your memberships on either intuition in business, spirituality in business, mindset, um, energy, prosperity and intuition. Thank you so much for listening.